the 31st duck stack ever. I thought up a battle cry. Skin care for rashes. Rashes for skin walkers. Today's duck stack flavor, Pop Rocks. Sleep well, a sleep well, in a field off on its own. You can dip the ladle in and draw forth a spoonful of just golden stars from deep in the earth, a refreshing sip sure to quench your thirst. It tastes of harmony and peace, but electric in a good way. Drawing forth a second time yields the duck stack. It was asked to me by someone who is probably very asleep at the time whether all duck stack subscribers get free elbows. Yes, you do get free elbows. Two of them. Make sure not to lose them. The Duck Stack is a patriotic publication, so we've been getting into the war spirit by planting fake trees in enemy soil, which produce no CO2. This sabotage is sure to ensure the defeat of the Duck Stack's many foes, which consist pretty much exclusively at this point of our paid subscribers. Section. History. Many civilizations, quite uncivilized. This week I've been returning to my old haunts, by which I mean Dwarf Fortress. Uh, Dwarf Fortress is a free computer empire building game, except the creators decided to replace graphics with complexity itself. Though nearly impossible to play, the game stands in a class of its own in modability and realism. For example, dwarves do not have health. Instead, the game designers simply keep track of every organ and tendon in a dwarf's body. Much easier that way. I've been resuming an old project, Farming Ducks, which I have modded, which means modifying game files, to be made out of steel, and then training them for war. It is going well. I have 80 ducklings. Aside from that, things have been pretty much same old, same old. I installed a toilet, which leaked, so I fixed it. So it leaked from somewhere else, so I fixed it. So it leaked from the wax ring, so then I had to take the whole toilet off and start over. And then I installed a washing machine, which leaked, so I fixed it. But it leaked again, so I fixed it. And then the drain pump broke, so we need a new one. And then our utilities told us that one we thought was on autopay wasn't working, so they were canceling our service, so we fixed that. And then our home insurance told us our house is ugly, so they were canceling our service, so we have to fix that. And then our toddler has still been very sick, so we've been taking him to the doctor, but the car broke. So, we got in the other car, so that car also broke. So we are probably going to go out for fast food, because cooking makes dishes, which I think we have enough of. The kids are still cute, however. I asked the toddler to help us clean. I asked him, can you get all the toys and put them in the middle of the room? And he said, no. But then he thought about it and lisped, I can, but I don't want to which I thought was pretty fair and understandable articulation, so I didn't make him put away toys that day. Later, we were all sprawled on couches with him on the floor when he asked for the littlest one's diaper wipes so I can wipe the floor. So one of us kind of half-heartedly, lazily, tiredly kicked them across the room to him, and he chimed in response, Hooray! Putting on his shoes, we commented, Oh, your shoes are getting tight. You must be growing big. And he's like, Uh-huh. I'm growing big to reach things. This is a kid with a plan. With all these current events happening, it's common to see Ukraine flags in everyone's social media bios. One friend saw all this, and he describes himself as fed up with the cringe virtue signaling. And so he put a Russian flag in his social media bio, which is a very bold social faux pas, and you have to find it hilarious. Section. Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat whatever is present. It is, I think, unfashionable to be politically tuned in. There's the idea that very online people are weirdos concerned with weird stuff making molehill mountains for fun, or autism, but I'm starting to suspect that all this stuff actually matters. 
The suspicion started when a show my toddler was watching about cars started telling him how normal it is for cars to have two mommies. And every so often, one of my wife's friends divorces their spouse and turns trans. Eventually, I start to wonder if your neighbor's Black Lives Matter flag represents a little more than patriotism to their favorite political sports team. The unofficial governor of Utah, Spencer Cox, just yesterday published a teary-eyed, he is always teary-eyed, screed against Russia, which he could not point to on a map about how patriotic and inspiring the American propaganda coming out of Ukraine is. Apparently, he does not know that Ukraine is a NATO thing, which means loosely, according to Putin, a vassal state to America. Read this link, it'll instantly make you more informed than literally everyone you know about what's going on. The link is just an English translation of one of Putin's speeches explaining why he was going to war. Now, I do not consider myself informed, I try to be on many issues, but these guys are literally on the other side of the planet and, and don't speak English. So there's a lot of layers of barriers to my understanding of what's going on. I think in something as big as a war, if I was going to pick a side, I'd want to be really confident the side I was picking was the right one. That seems like an important decision to me. But I know that I don't know a whole lot, so I would abstain from supporting or decrying one side or the other, both of which are almost certainly committing war crimes, which I would find abhorrent. So, I don't know a whole lot, but I know I know more than the governor of Utah, who has, on so little agitaprop, replaced our flag with the Ukrainian flag. There's a concept I was first introduced to by a guy named Mencius Moldbug, which is that people like to care a lot about things they aren't close to, to avoid caring about people who actually matter. And I suspect, suspect it is some of this. Everyone wants to feel moral, and if you plate-feed them a cause, then it's really easy to massage that morality itch without having to put in the work, which was literally Satan's plan in the pre-existence. Labor-saving devices, except for morality. So here they are, publicly joining a side in a decades-long conflict that they just heard about yesterday, which is how they conduct themselves in every other aspect of life, too. Everyone wants to be a leader, but nobody wants to be worthy to lead. I recently heard, to my great grief, about a friend who's losing his family to divorce. This divorce was caused by, obviously, therapy. Now, I'm very online, so I know a whole bunch of things like trauma is a manipulative buzzword, and most therapists follow no proven methodology and just tell you you're perfect the way you are, and therapists, along with journalists and academics, form a priest cast for the new religion, and their only role is to pump you full of ideology. And therapy's benefits are usually indistinguishable from just having a high-status friend to vent to. And therapists are mostly demons wearing human skin. Now, I'd obviously like to think my arguing habit benefits my life somehow, so I'm biased towards thinking of it as informative and useful to me. But again, I'm starting to get the sneaking suspicion that I'm actually right. And it's awful because you shouldn't have to be some insane religious extremist keyboard jockey to protect your wife from being psyoped into hating you, or your kids from being groomed into centering their worldview on sex, or getting yourself memed into sloth and emasculation, forfeiting and foisting all responsibility onto your wife and making yourself loathsome and a burden to her. My friend's story is, from my weird extremely online point of view, extremely stock. She went into therapy for childhood trauma. She came out thinking he was abusive. And months of reaffirmation caused her to, like the girls in Salem, start to believe something was actually going on. Now, she's ripping the marriage apart, dropping like an egg yolk the four kids in the middle, because resentment was indulged to the point of psychosis, which modern therapists are incentivized to encourage. Memorize this. Resentment 
indulged. As I am very online, these things are obvious to me, but it seems to me that normal people are totally unaware of them. There's so many memes about trauma and victimhood that people internalize without even a chance of fighting back. Normies are just wandering around, sitting ducks, begging my pardon, for a literal minefield of extremely unhealthy things to just blow up underneath them, over and over and over. This isn't the first therapist divorce I've watched, and I hate it, I hate it every time, but what could I have done? I've done all I can do, which is to just keep, keep screaming into the void, railing against the Overton window in futility, but... There are people with more influence than me. People like Ukraine Cox. Thought leaders who have totally wholesale abdicated their responsibility to lead. Men who were allowed to gain power without wisdom. An apocalyptic failure of gatekeeping, democracy, and humanity. As Nightmare Vision on Twitter states, Obviously enabling broken homes is an irrevocable disaster that means you do not live in a real civilization. It's one of those things that makes it so over that you have to pretend it's not a big deal in, over to co in order to cope. And these people, these so-called leaders, tyrants would be a better term, a word that much better to captures their bureaucratic impulse, they are doing these things, which would not bother me were it not for the passion they simulate. The dishonesty, the unwillingness to own their marigold-picking apathetic posture, their lack of respectability. This is what is repulsive. I think any sane man of integrity cannot look upon it without utter revulsion. Messiah 29.17 For behold, how much iniquity doth one wicked king cause to be committed, yea, and what great destruction. The End of the Duck Stack